Talk to me, buddy. What's in your mind? I couldn't sleep last night, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Oh, okay, I, I slept. But I'll be honest, I had a moment where I was up thinking about what happened at work the other day. I had a large table, big group of people. I was introduced to the host of the table, so I knew who was going to pay. The person even said, you give me the check. Don't give it to anybody else. Boom. I have my host. I have my focus point yeah. for the rest of this experience. You know what bothers me? When you're somebody sitting at a table like that, and you know you're not going to pay, you got to have some testículos to be a bad person, to be a rude, arrogant, stuck-up, just inconsiderate person in that, in that experience. You're not paying, and you want to give me an attitude for the whole night? You want to be demanding, needy, just a complete douchebag, and you're not going to pay for that? Bro. Ouch. Yeah, that'll keep, that'll keep you up for a little bit. That, that tickles me in the wrong way. <laughs> it tickled me. I had to use every bit of strength that I had to not tell this person to go somewhere violently. <sighs> but I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's turn it up. Let's get positive here. Let's have a good time. <laughs> Let's get the show on the road. Welcome to the Fancy Bear Podcast, where we talk all things restaurants. I'm one of your hosts, Adrian. I'm your other annoyed host, Ed. And today we're going to take a deep dive into the server's mind as to how do we manage, what does it look like for the duration of that shift, whether it's eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, it can be long. Yes, we know. But how does it look as soon as we get one table till they leave? Right. All right. So I'm going to say that in English now. Thank you. What happens inside of a server's mind throughout a shift on a busy night in a restaurant in order to create an experience for a guest that's positive? You know what I call this? This is the swan theory. If you look at a swan swim on water, they're tranquil, beautiful. The definition of beauty. Elegant. Elegant. They glide over the surface of water. But if you get a glimpse of what's happening with that swan's feet underneath that water, Disgusting. those feet are going crazy. Those feet are flipping and flapping all types of ways in order. Think of like a synchronized, like a synchronized swimmer, right? The weird motions they, they do with their body and hands in order to create that fluidity, right? That's what happens at every restaurant where a server knows what the hell they're doing, and they're busy as hell. It is a synchronized, it's synchronized chaos. We are gliding on the surface. What you see as a guest when you're sitting down is that glide. What's going on in our heads are the feet under the water. And it's a hard thing to do. It's fun. It's infuriating. And I mean, <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about that life. Let's go. I'm all about it. Let's get into it. What do you want to start with? Well, it's interesting because so many guests might think that you just show up and be like, what do you like to order? You know? No. So many things. You or your voices, man. No. It's like beforehand, how you're prepared, how everything is set up to where the guests sit down. You get that interaction with the guests so that you can create your spiel according to it. Like if it's a special location, last name, allergies, diet, first time. So that way you know what kind of spiel you're going to give them? How are you going to create this menu and this experience for them? How are we 
the sequence of servers that is going to be created after that because of those that information that you acquired taking care of the guest wants or their needs the situations that arise because of that like there's so many things that go into your mind and then double that triple that quadruple that as the night goes it's just it's nuts it takes a lot people think that it might just be a simple thing what it is what does it what does it look like in your mind <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, all right. So the the terminology that we're talking about is being in the weeds, okay? For anyone who doesn't understand what that means, when you're a server, when you're a, a bartender, and you're in the weeds, you're so far, you're so buried, you're so deep underwater that you can't see anything above you. Think of a field of that long sort of swooping grass, You're so beneath the surface of that grass, so far beneath it, because you're so caught up with things that you have pending, are in the middle of doing, forgot to do, which I'll get into in a sec, <laughs> that you see nothing on the horizon. You're buried underneath weeds. You're in the weeds. So the thing about being in the weeds is there's this sort of a bad rep to it. People think that as a server who's competent, that there's something bad about admitting that you're in the weeds because it's perceived as weak. If you're a server and you're in the weeds, you're not handling your stuff well. You're not prioritizing. You're not being proactive. You're not on top of your game. But the truth of the matter is every server, every single server on this planet will get weeded. Every single one. You can work at a one-table restaurant and something will happen that will put a lot of things on your plate. Where at the moment you will feel overwhelmed. So the thing is, what happens? What do you do when you know? Because being in the weeds happens in two ways, right? You can turn around, all of a sudden you turn back around and you've gotten two tables at the same time. Three tables at the same time. Or you can slowly be crept into the weeds and you see it coming and you, 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 know, you try to play it off. You, you're an enabler. You're like, no, it's okay. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden you're in too deep. And you gotta you gotta dig yourself out of this hole. Absolutely. Uh, while all the while, priority, giving good service. Yeah, looking good. Looking good. Swan on the water. Swan on the water. You baby. can't show that panic. No, no, no. You can't run across a dining room. That's that's something I see all the time. That obviously is indicative that a server is. I mean, I'm not gonna assume, but we've all done it. We, yeah. But if you run across a dining room, and show panic. Now you have a problem. The good servers, no matter how busy they are, they remain calm on the wall. Well, there's a slight fast pace that you can take. It's slightly fast pace. Yeah, you you get, very elegant with yeah. a smile, you know? <laughs> yeah, you could do a little a little power walk. You could clench your butt cheeks a little bit. A little bit of a swan walk. A little shuffle. But if you run across a dining room, you're really digging yourself deep. You're really on the weeds. So this is the way I think about it, right? I get double set. I get triple set. Timers automatically start in my head. Like a chess game. Whatever. Timers automatically start in my head. I say to myself, okay, which table got sat first? I go greet them, right? This is the thing, though. When I'm in the weeds, I'll be completely honest with you. You're a sweetheart. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a box of chocolates. <laughs> When I get in the weeds, I turn into a terminator. I'll be completely honest with you. I get aggressive when I'm in the weeds, not because 
I want to be mean, but because I know that everything is just has to be matter of fact. I have to do one thing at a time efficiently and as quickly as possible to get back to where I'm caught up and I feel like I'm not in the weeds anymore. I, when I get like that, I cut tables off. You have to. I don't finagle with tables. I, go, I, the, I got triple sat. I go up to the first table. I go, I greet them. I go, how are you? Let's get some water. Because there's some things that once they're on the table, they kind of reset the timer. Mm-hmm. Right? Obviously, the biggest thing you can do to reset a timer is get a drink order in. Definitely, you have to get water on tables as soon as possible. But I don't converse with guests. No. When I'm in the weeds, I don't have conversations. I give directives. Welcome. How are you? What kind of water can I get for you? Fine. Fantastic. On the way. Table two, same thing. Table three, same thing. Go back to table one. Get a drink order. Drink order at two. Drink order at three. Talk to one, two, and three about food. Drinks land at one, get a food order. Drinks land at two, get a food order. Drinks land at three, get a food order. And one by one by one, the Terminator gets a little softer. But when I get in the weeds, bro, I'm a machine. <laughs> I, I, I play a, a little mach- different. Yeah, I'm sure you do. That's why play, I'm saying my perspective. I play, I play a little different. You're like, a sweetheart. Like a, like a swan, like a white swan. I turn into a New York City pigeon <laughs> when I'm in the weeds. Okay? I'm, I'm knocking people over. Well, I mean, there's many things that you can do. And again, uh, the, the, the name of the game is acknowledgement. It is, again, everything that you have to do. And there's so many ways that you can do it. If you're in a table talking to your guests and they double sit you and you see that these guests are just looking around, you can make eye contact with them. Give them the little, I'll be right there. That's gold. That's just gold because at least they know. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess that's our server and he's going to come right here. That's gold. That's, that's perfect. That's like from far away, you'd be like, you can give, you can give them the finger and be like, how are you? I'll Welcome. Be right I'll be right with I'll you. I'll be right there. Exactly. And, if, and sometimes they say I get double sat. And That's I have cool. an order, yeah. and I'm not going to hold orders. Don't ever hold your orders. You know, you don't hold that order. You go in, you just lean back to the gentleman, the gentleman or the lady's, uh, you know, ear, and you say, good evening, welcome in. I'll be right with you. Again, acknowledgement. And by hold orders, what you mean is, by hold orders, once yeah. you get a table's food order, you don't go to another table and get another food order. No. Once you get that food order, even though the second table is looking at you and you know they're ready to order, you go put the food order for table number one. So that that gets going. Yep. And then you go to table number two and you do the same thing. Yeah. Now, I always say I am more of a uh, ask for mission than apologize kind of person. So I use that to my advantage at, at the, with guests. Uh, I will always let them know what I'm doing and they know exactly what's going to happen. So I would, at, at that case, let's say I'm, I just took an order and I guess it's like, oh, hey, we're ready to order too. I will let them know I'm going to put their order in and I'll be right back with you. Yeah, because it gives them a sense that you're doing everything as appropriately as possible. Exactly. That's the same philosophy that if, for example, you're talking to a table mm-hmm. about something and then the food, you see the food order for another one of your tables go past you. It's totally okay to tell the table you're currently talking to, excuse me a moment, this food's about to land on this table here, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. That shows them that, of course, you're going to do the same thing for them. Exactly, you're and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah, don't don't ever be like you know. Don't matter, be afraid to cut off your guests in a polite way. If you have a guest that it's overly talkative, which we have all had, and you see that you need to get out of there, just just do a little look to the side and just be like, "Excuse me for a moment, I'm at the such and such, and I'll be right back." I have found that increasingly easier. Exactly, as, as I've gone into the industry. When I first started, I suffered with that. I suffered with excusing myself from a guest because I felt it was rude. But it's not rude at all. No, 
It's not rude at all. If you do it with confidence, a guest is talking, you need to get away. Excuse me. You step away. Not once has a guest found that offensive. Mm-hmm. They always stop talking and then you have to, you know, make sure that you go back to them. Yeah. Because otherwise then it's a little rude. Oh, no. I I, I, I go that step back. Again, that's back on the checklist. Again, I always go and say, excuse me, I'm going to go do this and that. I'll be right back. Hold that thought. Okay. And I come back and I said, you were talking? You were saying about this and that? See, I, I bring it back. Goes to oh, show you ooh. how sweet you are. Oh, I, I love show you how sweet you are. Listen, maybe I, say, I will go above. Yeah. I will go above and beyond. I will. I will yeah. find out my guest's last name before I go to the table, yeah. so I can use that. Nah. I will find out the birthday boy or birthday girl's birthday name, so I can talk to them on first like, name basis. Birthday boy, the birthday. Oh, baby, name. I, I I go above and beyond. No, my babies, my I'll, babies. I'll tell. I'll tell a person. I'll That's be right back. Baby. I'll be right back. And then when I come back, I go, "What the hell are you talking about?" Because. <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't really. I mean, yeah, I have done that before, but it depends on how high the Terminator switches. If I'm if I'm on full throttle Terminator, I probably won't go back to it. I probably won't go back at all. Yeah, you know what I've actually done, and 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 this goes into the dynamics of this situation, because what we've said so far is kind of straightforward. We're basically dealing with multiple guests that have been sat very very quickly after the other. Mm-hmm. But what happens when that situation becomes dynamic and complicated? Because again, people are involved. When people are involved, nothing is simple. Never is. I'll give you another one. I know you've had this before. You're in the weeds. You go to table number two. You go, or you go to table number three. Any, any of your three, four, whatever many tables have sat very, very quickly. And you get a guest that does this one. They go, so what do you like on this menu? <laughs> or they go... What do you recommend? What's good? What's good? You know what's you know what I recommend? I recommend you look at the damn menu. That's what I recommend. You've ever gotten this one? Let's say you work at a steakhouse. Do you guys have calamari? A lot of steakhouses have calamari. I get why you're asking. Have you looked at the menu, sir? Have you looked at the menu? Or a person that orders and they go, What sides do you have? What I feel like saying is, do you know how to read? You know what? I'm actually proud of you because you seem to have gotten far in life without the ability to read. Not everyone has an access to education. Just because you're educated doesn't mean you're going to be successful. So I'm proud of you for getting this far without knowing how to read. Why don't you read the damn menu? So while you're in the weeds and you're slowly but surely getting out of it because you're checking things off your list, you have these geniuses that sit down at tables and just are, I don't know, we're born Destiny brought you together so at that moment they can inconvenience you as much as possible. <laughs> and you know how I treat them? Lots of love. I'll be like, that's okay, sir. I feel better now, though. That's why I'm here. I feel better getting it <laughs> off my chest. <laughs> but that's okay. Now, going, going back to the no, double side, no, going back real quick to the double side, which was that uh, situation. Right, another thing that you can do. I'm pissed this episode, is, bro. I'm pissed this out. Hey, you got you got you got you got coming on, puppy. That's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Let me, to balance it out. Let me, balance get, it let me out. get a drink here. Yeah. Now, another thing that we can be doing that you can do is delegate. Don't be afraid to delegate. You know, we're a team. You know, don't be afraid to say a coworker, hey, such and such, can you please go say hello to that table? Can yeah, you offer right. them water? Can that's you offer right. them drinks? Can you spill the menu? Can you take their order? Don't be afraid to even ask a manager to say, sir, can you please go over there and say hello to them? Because again, all they're doing is resetting that clock. Again, just think about it as a chess game, for example. You hit that button, and that person has to make a move. And when they make their move, they're ready for you to do it. And if you run out of time, then you're getting into trouble. 
<laughs> you know what I love? And people just got to go and reset that clock for you. You know something that is so bad that it actually makes me feel kind of good? What? I'll give you an example. You walk past the table that's yours and they ask you for something simple. They ask you for like uh, salt or something. <laughs> Can I have some salt? And you go, of course. You walk away from them with all of the intention in the world to go get them salt. But you get distracted along the way. Because somebody along the way is like, hey, did you get this? Can you get that? Can I get a Coke? Can I get another drink? You get distracted along the way. And then all of a sudden, it hits you. You leave the floor for whatever reason and you come back to it where the guests are. You make eye contact with Mr. or Mrs. Salt. And you look at them and you, and you just realize, I forgot this person's salt. <laughs> And you can't even make God kind. Every server in that situation does the same thing. Maybe one eighty. Maybe different versions of it, but they do the same thing. They do a little, a little hop and go back to where the salt is, just because they feel a little embarrassed. And because you can't make eye contact with somebody who's asked you for something so simple, and if you take pride in in your ability to do this job as a server, it it's a little embarrassing. You go, damn it, the salt. And then you go get the salt, and then, uh, then then you play it cool. But for that one moment when you make eye contact with that guest that you forgot their simple thing, it, it, it hits you. I know. It happens to all of us. It hits you. It happens it to all of us. Because, you know, you, you get people come to you, and they ask you for things. Hey, we need to make that table for such and such. We need to do this for that. We need, did you go over there? Did you drop the check here? It and it, you get distracted, and you're like, what? What happened? And recently, something that happened to me. Uh, um, Talk to me. This lovely uh, lady, who are, of course, a first-name basis already. She's like, Adrian. I can't continue eating. And I'm like, so hush, why is that? Because my friend doesn't have her steak sauce. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We were back. And that's when I activate my swan shuffle and I start walking down the dining room. And people are like, Adrian, did you? I'm like, get out of my way. And I'm like, no, 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 move. And you start tackling people out of the way in, in an elegant way, of course. There's a lot, there's a lot and then you go get that sauce and you come back in. And as soon as you come back in with that swan shuffle, of course, you just like very kindly drop it off and say, my apologies. Please enjoy. And then after that, you should breathe. You're like, because <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then you can go to a boss and say, yes, let me what do you need question. to let me ask you, Let me ask you an important question. Let me ask you an important question. Have you ever had work-related server stress dreams? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think guests understand this. There's so much that goes on in our heads during a busy shift, even if we're playing it off and we're used to it, we're used to the stresses of a particular job, the VIPs, the owners, the celebrities, all of that pressure, you can grow accustomed to it and you can thrive under that pressure. Not everyone is made for it, but if you are made for that pressure, you can strive under it. But I've had stress work-related dreams. Sometimes there's like these lucid dreams where you have them when you're kind of about to get up, but I've had stress dreams where I forget to put an order in or I'll get sat at table. And then when I look at them, just like Mr. or Mrs. Salt, I'll be like, I haven't been to this table for like 10 minutes. I know. <laughs> so there's a lot that goes on, man. It's a lot of pressure, man. In my dreams, there's like, there's no whiskey. <laughs> like, where's the whiskey? There's no whiskey. There's a lot of pressure, man. Like, I, I, I'd love to meet a server that says they've never had a stress dream. No, no, no. I'll give you one worse. What? Have you ever been on the way home from work and then suddenly you realize, I forgot this guy, Coke! Ah! 
<laughs> like somebody asked you for something. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you yeah, yeah. you forgot. You forgot. And, yeah. and they didn't tell you about it the yeah. whole dinner. 100%. They, they dropped the check. Everything was fine. Yeah. And then you just suddenly realized, I yeah. never gave that person a Diet Coke. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. Ah! I have felt that way before. I forgot an order of fries one time. You know, even more specifically, it was a second order of fries. <laughs> it wasn't on the check because I didn't ring it in. I forgot. That happened. The The shift was over. We Everybody went home. Restaurant closed. And on my way home that night, I was like, man, I forgot that table's fries. And this was like six hours after it happened. Man, these things are like... Nay, things are out of control. We would like to think that everything is just a world oil machine, but sometimes the seating just gets crazy. It gets pretty nuts. It gets pretty nuts. I mean, this is the thing, though. Sometimes when you're deep enough into the weeds, you have to say to yourself, I can't stress this. I have to do one thing at a time, and that's it. No. It is what it is. That's why I can't work for breakfast anymore. Oh, no. I can't work in restaurants for breakfast during the day. They tell me they had lunch. I'll be like, I'm done. Think of a table with two people for breakfast. I want eggs over easy, hash browns, turkey bacon, wheat toast, Earl Grey tea, cider milk. That's one order. The other person says, I'd like my eggs over hard. I prefer sausage. I don't want hash browns. I prefer grits. I'd like a cappuccino. Skinny. Give me a side of Splenda. Do you have oat milk? Let me get some oat milk. And we'd like some ketchup and some mustard and some salt and some pepper and some HP sauce. Are you kidding me? Those are the real warriors. If you if we, you're a guest, we recognize you as the real If you're warriors a guest and you go to a busy brunch breakfast place and you get good service, you should pray to that server who took good care of you. Because there are so many moving parts for you breakfast. You should tip 100%. I will never work breakfast again. No. Never, ever. And it, goes, and, it, and it goes to question, why is it that everybody wants to dine on Friday and Saturday? That's a good question. Why? That's a good question. It's like, I get it. You're off on Saturday. I get it. You're off on Sunday. But why? That's a good question. And, and, I, I, don't know why the, I don't know why the culture is framed that way. I don't know why people... Well, because for the most part, most people are nine to fivers. So they're going to go eat on those days. But what I don't understand is if you work at nine o'clock the next day, let's say you have to get up at seven or eight, whatever time it is you need to get up. Why can't you go to dinner the night before? Yeah. Go to a reasonably timed dinner, six, 7 p.m., be home by 10. You got plenty of time to rest and sleep. I don't know what your priorities are. You might have kids. Who the hell knows? But when I go out to eat, I never go out to eat on a Friday or Saturday. Nope. You won't catch me dead. If, I'm, if I happen to be off on the rare occasion that I happen to be off on a Friday or Saturday, that's a pizza night. That's a stay-at-home, watch Netflix pizza night. Go to a bar, dive bar, get a beer. Or a holiday? You're crazy. Forget about it. You're crazy. How uh, people go eat on Thanksgiving at a restaurant, that is insane to me. I never do that to my fellow warriors. Never. No. I would never do that. Wow. As we're achieving the end, can we please address... Why in the hell do people insist on showing up to a restaurant five minutes before their closing time? <clears throat> why, 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 why do you do that? Let me tell like, you something. Don't, don't you work? If people that work and you're about to finish your shift in whatever it is that you do, I'm sure you would hate it if people show up five minutes before. So why would you do that? You're talking about people who close down restaurants. Yeah. People who like to be the last table at a restaurant. That, no, no, the people that think that it's okay mm -hmm. for you to be like, oh, but this is closer at midnight. Oh, it's five. It's okay. It's 10 minutes still. Like we can still show up and have a full dinner. 
Yeah, I mean, people that come to restaurants that late, I really don't know how they were raised. I really don't know how that works, that mentality works. But they say late money is good money. But is it? Is it really? It's not really good money all the time. It's really not good money. I really don't understand people who come to reservations that late. And I really don't understand people who sit down and like to be the last table in the restaurant where they need to be cued to leave because the lights go up and the music comes down. Oh, no. I had a t- I had in, in I don't restaurant. Understand. I don't understand. I had a guest that was saying, oh, we were playing chicken with that table. We were, we were seeing who would get up first. first. And then you probably like giggled. Yeah. I would have been like, you're a terrible person. Get out of my restaurant. I would have been like, you're, you're a terrible human. Get out of here. This industry makes you dislike people. It's the truth. It does. It doesn't mean that people are bad. It just means that sometimes when people come to eat at a restaurant, something clicks in their brain and it makes you dislike things they do. And that's just the truth of it. Yeah. Let's, let's close this up with a little side work, shall we? Talk to me. What can we do? I will say, again, learn how to cut off guests. Don't be afraid to tell a guest, excuse me, I'm going to do such and such and I'll be right back. Don't be afraid of that. Even if guests are being overly friendly, which we can, Again, excuse me, I'll be right back. It's true. Always remember to be a swan, as elegant and goofy as that sounds. Always remember to keep your poise, keep your cool. You got to have a good poker face. No matter how busy you are, no matter how out of control you feel, you always have to put on a play that you are in control. Because it's like, it's partly psychosomatic. You might say to yourself, I am pretending I'm in control when I don't feel in control and then your mind will trick itself into saying okay I'm in control and then all of a sudden all these daunting tasks won't be a monster it'll just be one thing to do at a time and what people learn ultimately is that every shift comes to an end every bad shift comes to an end the best thing about yesterday is that it's done all right that was very uh and that's our show (laughs) thank you for joining us tonight (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to tip your server and we hope to host you soon Take care, everybody.